my goal, I guess, really for today is to, to better understand what I don't understand and, and try to, and try to really just make sense of, of maybe some of the questions or some of the thoughts that, that really probably I've never really dove into until probably the last like week to 10 days. So, um, so that was my real objective from the day. And, and then in reaching out to, um, to all of you, you know, when I think about, um, black business owners and black professionals and and people who really just like are always striving to to be better and do better and be about change you you'll all come to mind and so uh, i'm super excited and honored that you would take time out of your out of your busy days to sit down with me to to try to dive into those questions that we're all dealing with right now so do you want to just kind of go around and explain maybe a little bit about who you are and what you stand for ladies first maybe okay all right so I am Denise Potter, and I am a broker and a sales rep for Onyx and East. Um, I live in the downtown area, um, and basically I just, you know, I stand for peace, and, and, and I want everyone to know that, um, I think one of the biggest things that I want everyone to know is that I want you to understand that you provide a service because that's your job and not because of how someone looks. So I want people to get that point. I want to make that point across. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Uh, Michael Bounds, um, an agent, Keller uh, Thrive, Will, Thrive Real Estate, Keller Williams, um, and uh, been in the business, um, new homes as well as uh, real estate for the last near 20 years. Um, the biggest thing that I would like to change or just kind of the thing that I would like to see change is mindsets because um, I think that that mindset um just i love what you're doing eric because if you if you don't know how can you see it yeah so the first step is having conversations and i can get deep i won't get deep as the intro but it's uh it's all about conversations and doing these things and that's what i want to do i want to push the conversation so that people can actually see what is happening so yeah yeah my name is Michael Scott uh, with Scott Estates uh, on my own brokerage and uh, here in Indianapolis. I'm the baby of the group. Uh, I've been a realtor <laughs> for about six years now. Uh, so thank you for letting the young one in. But uh, again, I I'm with Michael on this as far as, you know, just appreciating you for creating this platform and asking those questions because I think uh, there are obviously cultural differences, right? And, and I think asking those questions is how you relieve the guilt of maybe being a white business owner, yeah. right? Because I think a lot of people carry guilt and they're like, how do I get rid of this guilt? Is by asking questions. You know, you you were born how you were born, I was yeah, born how I was right. born. It's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. All we can do is try to better understand each other. And um, that's I'll just start with there. Yeah. yeah. Start with that. You know, that, that kind of leads me into this, this point that I've really started to notice, especially like uh, in the last, Thanks. in the last week, which is that we as a society uh, just have this massive challenge around communication, and that so much of so much of our communication now is done digitally. That what we attempt to do is to um, try to have other people see our perspective, and that perspective gets completely taken out of context. Yeah. And and I almost see this as a as a communication problem, and as something where where everyone is struggling to feel heard, and as a result, then that that struggle is kind of boiled over. Am I, am I on the right track in thinking that, that we just are at a complete loss of understanding from a perspective standpoint? Um, 
right now? Yeah, I would say that uh, this is the era of people being offended. Yeah. No one wants to be wrong. No one, uh, everyone feels like they're right. And the reality of it is there's a lot of gray area between, you know, right and wrong. It's a lot of variances. But uh, like you said, I think the communication and saying that someone else can be right. And when we're able to get ourselves to a point where we're ex we can accept being wrong or saying someone else actually has a better perspective than me that's the problem like you're going to yeah. have some different perspectives that are better than mine yeah. or more sharpened yeah. after mm -hmm. your 20 years in the yeah. game and so yeah. on and so forth and i had to better get go into that conversation when i started a conversation with somebody when it's a debate i asked them three questions one will you listen to me two yeah. will you talk to me three if if we come to a term and i give you an idea better than yours will you accept that if they can't answer those yes 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 then we don't have nothing to talk about yeah yeah, yeah. it's a waste of time yeah it's a waste of time, waste of time. I totally agree. I think that, so, uh, this week has been clarifying, um, illuminating. So what's happening is a, it's like a focus of a lens. It's sharpening. As a black man, I don't play victim. I don't bring up race. Things happen. I chalk it up. Could have been anything. Don't know. But what's happening is so stark and it's so transparent. For the longest time, we've been, like, I've had to explain it and they're like, well, what about this? Well, what about it? So there's always been plausible deniability. Anybody who has watched that film, they know. So yep. that has been happening. Yep. And for a long time, it's like, could you, like, school shootings, right? Yeah. That happens all the time, right? over and over again so we can do something about it this is happening and nobody is everybody's denying that it is a system that it is a pattern and they're saying they're looking at it as an isolated incident so what's happening is now people are seeing this happening and they're like they're right this is a this is a pattern so you're seeing the clarity around that and i think that we have to come together for the longest time we're saying this is happening but they're looking at it as individual isolated occurrences they're not looking at the totality the patterns that this is happening mm -hmm. and then us as black people we've all experienced it yeah yep. and the reason that yep. something also that they're not saying is the reason that is happening so like they're, they're seeing the situation happen right they see sean reed run but let's go back be yeah. behind the scenes of where he grew up. Why? What's why going on in running? the? Why is he running? Why is he running? That's yeah. the that's the yeah. questions I had. Yeah. Why yeah. is he running? And that's that's one of the things that I, when I first saw that I you know I I don't condone what he did you know running sure. or whatever. Maybe he shouldn't have. But I said you got to understand why he's running. He's afraid of the police. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like so right. basically, my my daughter and I literally worry when my my husband leaves the house because we're not sure if he would come back home yeah. from being stopped by the police and he's actually been stopped by the police before and i always like to tell this story because i think it's profound um it's been about 15 years ago my husband was pulled over because he fit the script we don't know what that script is he just <laughs> he fit the script so my husband was like can you tell me what i did sir just tell me what i did and maybe i can understand why you pulled me over yeah he looked like someone that was called into the police station or whatever. To make a long story short, my husband's standing on 38th Street, and he was like, man, I don't know who you think I am or what you think I did, but I need you to put me in this police car because I don't want anybody seeing me out here like this. 
He said from that point, the officer said, we need to let him go because he is definitely not our guy. Because in the 20 years I've been on the police force, I have never had a black man ask me to put him in a police car. <laughs> wow. So that in itself right there speaks volumes yeah. because he knew that he had not done anything. And so he's like, just put me in the yeah, car. Get yeah. to it. Just get to yeah. it. You, and I'm not standing out here on the street for everybody to yeah. see me looking crazy but some, like but this. Some people run. And, yeah. and, and some people do run because they're afraid. I mean, yeah. they've been through that. So yeah. um, it's very, it's very, very rough. And I just think, um, I do think that people are aware, were aware of what's going on. And now I think they're starting to listen and understand. So that's that, kind of where. And that was going to kind of be my next question, which was, you know, Mike Bounds, you talked about the idea of like plausible deniability. And I, like it made me write down how, like how could, you know, as a white person, how could I deny that racism exists? To me, it, it seems it. apparent. <laughs> Man, yeah. be and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just too mindful of like the world that we live in maybe. And, so it's, this is all stuff. I keep bringing up systems because I, my mind kind of is thinking that way. Yeah. So, like, everything is kind of layered upon itself. So, I cringe when I hear white privilege. And I cringe when I hear white guilt because I feel like I'm born black, you're born white, y'all born in the middle of this, I'm born in the middle of this. So, yeah. like, but when you think about the systematic oppression, so, I, I say this, my great-grandfather, okay, we all know somebody who's 100 years old. Yep. Okay? We all know somebody who's 100 years old. So two people ago, or yeah. one and a half people ago, my grandfather was a horse. He was a table. So then he became a man. And then I, one and a half people later, am supposed to function. Yeah. Tell me, dive into that. See what I'm saying? Dive into that horse and table concept. I just want to make sure that, that on that communication piece that 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 I understand um, and listeners understand. Well, from a like from we were property. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. And work and, and labor and we were and property. All of those. Yep. So Absolutely. I was property. Yeah. And now we all know somebody a yeah. hundred years old. So one and a half people. Yeah. Ago, if I was born, I would be a table. Yeah. So yeah. within that, that's everything is built. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned not having white guilt, but honestly, like just looking at you and hearing you say that it's hard not to have that feeling truthfully, because to me, that is just the most mind blowing thing to think that like, as someone who I know and, and love and appreciate that, that that would actually be plausible is, is just so beyond me yet maybe we haven't evolved that far maybe <laughs> i really am that clueless and the thing is we're we're living two different realities yeah i see like I, i'm sorry i don't want to dominate no, no, this no. but <laughs> we went to a round table and um it was a bunch of people and all the black people they went they went around the room and they said what do you love about being black and some i love my lips and I, what do you love about being black? i love I, I love dancing and they just thought there was things and when it got to the white people, they were like, I don't know. It's like water. It's like air. Like, there was the question, what did they like about, about being, being white? white? Yeah. Or, okay. So, like, they're not, it, white people are unaware of their whiteness. It's like, 
I can for see that. Us, that's a, I'm black. That's a, that's a, that's I'm that's always profound. aware yeah. that I'm yeah. black. You Absolutely. know what? That's, and that's, we're <laughs> always reminded that we're black. Yeah. I mean, I'm to a always degree, every so. day that weight. Yeah. I see a Confederate flag. I I've had clients say the N word, bro. Like like to you or around you they, or like they said it in a way that they were they they just even know like they just said yeah. it like the. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just not like in a rap way, like no, where it was like, okay. No, there was an R. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. No, wow. sorry. That's, that's a, no, that's a great point as far as uh, that's a great point. It's probably another conversation, but I just want to I just want to say that was a great mm -hmm. point though. That you yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I feel like um, in my career, real estate, I feel like I've never encountered anyone saying the N word to me or you know um, anything of that nature, but. I do know that there are some people that have not purchased from me because wow. of my skin color. Wow. And I say this because we can text and we can talk on the phone and we can yeah. email. And then as soon as I meet them in person, I'm not who they expected for me to be. And it's, it's a whole different How attitude. How does that feel? It, it feels, it, it makes me feel like, um, it makes me feel pretty bad. For instance, you know, sometimes I was like, what, what did I do? You know, yeah. like what, wh where did the breakdown happen? And then for me, I just realized they didn't buy from me because I was black, you know, because at the end of the day, as long as we were texting and talking, you were fine with me and you had no clue maybe who yeah. I was on the other side of the phone. Yeah, of course. But then when you see me, all of a sudden, communication stops. Yeah. And so that in itself just kind of is one of those things where I can't say directly someone has it. I can't, I don't know it's that someone has it. It's, 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 it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. You can't really, but, you can't. But the thing is, is I don't think that, I sometimes think my white counter people, uh, co-workers don't get it. Like, um, and so it's always like, I always felt like, and, and one of the things that I heard was during this whole thing is we need to stop sending our kids to the white school because we think it's the right school. I would say that was a part of me as well. I thought, you know, growing up, I'm going to send my child to private school, this, and this, and this. We got to a certain point in school where she was having an identity crisis. She yeah. didn't know who she was. She's around all these white kids, and she didn't understand why she didn't look like them, why okay. her hair wasn't like them. How old was she? She was five or six at okay. that point. Okay. And so then my husband was like, Aunt, we're what's, leaving. What's the downside to that? I just out of curiosity. The downside to that is because she's black and she's always going to be black. Yeah. And, the worst and I need for such. her to know that she's yeah. black okay. and will always be okay. black. Yeah. So Help I, me understand that. Because well, um, like, from, <laughs> again, from my naive perspective, <laughs> I hear that go, maybe that's a good thing in the sense that like, maybe the generation behind us will be better than we are. Mm -hmm. And there will be no race. And maybe that's just me living in this utopian world. Right. And so help me understand from your perspective how that's not that way. Well, from my perspective, I think the first issue was it was 2009 and my daughter's the only African-American in a class. Yeah. That's the first problem. Okay. Um, so then when we go from there, you know, I, I, I don't want her to think that just because she doesn't look like them, that she's not good, you know? Yeah. And so I had to, you know, then I really realized at that point, I need to start teaching her black history, black culture, because she didn't get it. She, and she still don't get it in school. Mm. That's mm. something that okay. they just has gone away from. But at the end of the day, I feel like that move that we made to diversify her education has made her a better person. And now she knows who she is. I mean, she has a voice. She knows who she is. She's not racist. She has friends of all, from all walks. Yeah. But I know that at the end of the day, my daughter knows that she is a black female growing up in the, in America 
And I also told a friend the other day, I said, I assure you that your conversation with your daughter when she leaves the house is totally different than mine. What does I, it sound like? I, my conversation is be careful. You can't do what they do. Okay. You you can't you can't buck at the police. You gotta follow the rules. Yeah. And if you get pulled over, you know we have somebody on every side of town. So you drop a pin to us and a friend so that we can get there. That's my conversation. And the neighbor of mine said, I had no clue and I would have never thought to tell my daughter to drop a pin if she yeah. gets pulled over by police. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So for me, that's important to us. She knows that our, we have these friends on the east side, these friends on the west. Wherever you are, you drop a pin to us and them so that we can get there. And yeah. so that's a conversation that we've had to have, yeah. which is unfortunate, um, but that's what that's where we are in can, America. Can we get to human race? Is that possible? Or that? So this is the thing. I see your delta. Yeah. So there's a delta. You guys are are saying two different things. Yeah. So human race is conforming to this. We have a culture. So she's trying to teach that culture because the, is there ever going to be a melding homogenous blob of a United States? We're all the same color. We're all the same culture. I don't know. But right now there's multiple cultures yeah. and they're having everybody. There's people saying one on one earth. And there's one people saying, I want to keep my culture. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. See what I'm yep. saying? Yeah. Yep. So then there's like a, there's like a little, there's friction the, there. What, what is the, in, what is the intent do you think, um, when you want to keep culture, what is it about culture that you want to hold to as opposed to that homogenous blend? Well, <clears throat> let me, let me yeah. hop in here in that conversation. I think, uh, kind of piggybacking off of, I think you had asked kind of what's wrong with, <clears throat> excuse me, what's wrong with, um, her daughter kind of melting into that pot yeah. with the mm -hmm. white class. Well, I, I have a strong stance on that, that the uh, Caucasian culture for years, hundreds and hundreds of years built and, and pushed their culture forward, right? On right. the backs of so many others. Yeah. And right. so now we're in a space now where it's like, hey, can we celebrate us? Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. We were That's like, because we, like, we do have a culture. Yeah, like, can we yeah. celebrate? Can we be the ones who, hey, black this, black? Because at one point it was white this, white this, white this, white yeah. this. Yeah. Can there be a point? That's why I'm so, you know, as you look at my social media all the time, I'm very, yeah, of course. I'm always pushing that agenda of Absolutely. just saying, hey, be proud of who you are as a black owner, black this, black that, because it's like, yo, the white culture did for so many years. We can't meet up or even surpass or whatever compete with the wealth yeah. if we don't celebrate us right Absolutely. so like just this, this isn't there's you know hispanic latino like you know uh yeah. there's different greek culture there's different cultures and they come here and it is a melting pot but within that they still are who they are now th what's cr what's crazy is from a cultural perspective like you just lose a part of, I don't know. I, I feel like being, you know, you do have a culture, but like, say if I go to Chinatown, right? Yeah. That culture is pervasive. It's there. Yep. I mean, they hold on to mm -hmm. that. We don't tell them to take their lettering. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know that's what I'm true. saying? Yeah. Like, but that's yeah. what happens to us. Yeah. And that's what happens to, you know, well, our Latinos. Yeah. It's like, Hey, you guys got to conform to us. Yeah. And, and this is probably a question that maybe none of us know the answer to. Yeah. I'm just curious because, you know, I, I was fortunate to have been raised with, with two amazing parents who 
are all about acceptance and and you know we were just never raised around color mm-hmm. at all and and that's not to say that i've never yeah. you know yeah. noticed anything different but um but it just wasn't raised that way where do you think this like systemic racism um or or the generational um biases stem from from a from a white perspective I mean, I know, like, I, know <laughs> I know, I know the logistics piece of like, you know, where like 150 years ago, but, but like, what do we, what's the point I think now? Conf- I think we're conflating. Like there's some good, there's of racist course. people and they're terrible. Yeah. Um, and, and there's some people that are good people. Yeah. And so it's right now we're just talking about some that, that happen to be racist and they happen to be white. But the problem is, is that the same evil that's in racism is in sexism. Yeah. It's in it's in like any there it's in any type of Is evil. that still perspective? Like where we just aren't willing to understand where each person is coming from? I think it's they're not not willing to understand is what I think it is. I think that um and and another thing in me growing up, mm. maybe a little bit different background from Michael, but I was bust. So I was a kid that came from the inner city and went to a predominantly white school. And this was what, 84, 84. So in that, in the midst of all that, they didn't want us there and we didn't want to be there. Okay. I didn't know why I didn't want to be there. I just knew that they didn't want us there. So I don't want to be here, yeah, you know, but I didn't yeah. know why. Yeah. Yeah. And so then as, as it went on, I mean, the, the weeks went on, we had to call in the national guard and all this stuff because it was just fights. Wow. They didn't want us. We didn't want to be there. Um, and at the end of the day, I usually tell people, I am glad that I went there because it made me a better person. Honestly, I I, I didn't have any diversity in my life at that point. I grew up in the inner city. It was all people that looked like me. Had I not been bused there, what 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 would have happened to me at that point? I don't know. I could have fallen into yeah. anything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I had the opportunity to see that there's different parts of life. My teachers pushed me at that point. I wasn't used to a teacher pushing oh, me. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so it was just one of those type situations where I was like, not everybody um, is this way. And so I think from me growing up that way is why I have such a large, diverse group of friends and why so many have reached out and said, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay, but I'm yeah. okay, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I have to say today is, yeah. no, I'm not okay, and I get it. And they're like- Tell me about that. Like they ask me- You say you're not okay. I'm not, I'm not okay because I think that there are so many people that never understood why um, we, we need to value our culture, never understood yeah. the point of racism. Like some of my um, white friends that, I've, that have reached out to me they had no clue any of this was going on. They're clueless. Wow. I mean, kind of like no, clueless. Literally. It's, it's I mean, like it's, it's so many people yeah. that are clueless. And then I have to tell them the stories. I have to tell them the stories of how my daughter is a model with multiple agencies and how they're, and she's, a, she's she got signed with the agency in New York and they have a whole Black Models Matter movement in New York because wow. white designers don't want black models wearing their clothes. This is this is still t- going on today. Didn't Tyra Banks like break through that at all or not? She, like, no, she I didn't. Thought, not 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 to, so. not to the point where it's not an issue. So um, you know, have, I was a, I was a fan as no, a kid. That's yeah. why I was just. So you know, you still have to have these conversations. And yeah. the fact that um, when my daughter signs with the agency, we have to have a conversation about race. There's a problem. 
there's a major problem, you know? And so I just think people don't get it or don't understand or don't want to understand. Um, I think the don't want to understand is probably the better yeah, I think I think that's the case too, and I don't know how you fix the don't want to understand because I, I think I shared with one of the two of you that, um, and and maybe not, maybe it was with someone else, but like the the Black Lives Matter movement when when I first um, heard the the concept of of Black Lives Matter, um, my thought I think was, um, admittedly, as much as I hate to say this, was all lives matter, right? right. And and they do, and and that's right, and and so I think. Um, that was my initial response because maybe it was me being naive to the fact that like, I just assumed that was the case. Everyone mattered. And, and now I have a much different perspective. What are we four years, five years later, probably. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I look at it and go, those that are arguing still all lives matters, just don't freaking get it. And you just don't want to. And it goes, I don't know if you all have seen the meme where it's a couple, it's two houses, right? They say, you know, Hey, saying all lives matters. It's the same as saying all houses matter, but one house is on fire. Yeah. Like, wow. no, you yeah. leave that yep. house alone, you yeah. go put out the fire on this house. Yep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and clearly, uh, the black culture is uh, still struggling and suffering as far as the, the, the wealth gap and ownership. I mean, actually, our numbers are lower than years ago. Wow. Um, Absolutely. When they started, like, with all the... the um, the rights for black ownership and things like mm-hmm. that and, wow. and, and wealth and uh, housing, they're lower than they were decades ago, which is like wow. ill, you know? So stuff yeah. like that, um, where that all lives matter concept is, is very dismissive and it's, it's pretty much become a curse word. Yeah. Because for <laughs> me, phrase. Like, because don't say yeah. it to me. <laughs> my, my perspective on it now is, is that it, it's symbolic, right? It's symbolic yeah. of black lives matter is not saying all lives don't matter. Exactly. It's saying that there's a, there is a, a, a symbol here of trying to overcome systemic oppression, mm-hmm. right? And so when I, if someone argues all lives matter, I hear that as ar- arguing for your own ignorance. Yeah. yeah, or saying, okay, what about uh, gay pride? Yeah. Right? Like having a pride festival, you're celebrating that specific avenue of things. That's right. Black lives matter. You don't say, when people say, yeah. hey, uh, I've never thought of it that we're way. We're celebrating you, yeah, gay I pride. Was, you, yeah. you're gonna say, hey, what about all pride? Yeah, exactly. No, it's gay. Yeah, right. we, we have not, you know, argued that that aspect. Yeah. So, you know, what's the difference? Do you want to know how, like, the systematic part? It's so funny that when you bring up, like, anything like that. So, for example, cancer. Okay? Yeah. You have breast aware, mm. breast cancer awareness month. They're being very specific. <laughs> yeah. Do you see yeah. people say, hey, what about no, my cancer? I yeah. got brain cancer. <laughs> Don't talk about breast cancer. All cancer matters. Yeah. That's what's going on. Yeah. And so we're just trying to call attention, like just calling attention to it. Yeah. I love that because to me, it's a, if we're still arguing against it, either we're, we're clueless or we're arguing You're to com- stay ignorant. And, right. and yeah. Well, it's funny that we brought that up because someone sent me a, a join this group and it says we started the black lives matter movement and they remixed it saying all lives matter. So now legalize being black that's Mm. what Mm. the new catchphrase will probably be you know because people don't want to accept black lives matter you know if they still Mm. want to say all lives matter yeah so So what you're seeing is a i'm sorry like a hijacking go for it it. it's about like like everything everything so i mean you take the knee you take well it's always hijacked yeah you're right it's it's not yeah yeah like the knee the whole knee thing like you know say hey we're trying to draw awareness around this and somebody says you know what to me it's two different conversations so now we're having an argument and we're not 
not having the same argument. We're having two. You're I'm disrespecting the flag. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm doing this. And now you'll never come to the middle because we're having it's a distraction. And so it's the distraction that causes the divide. Right. And absolutely. And to some degree, I think that there probably are those who that's the intent. And and, um, I guess one of the things that that I wonder is like, are we better off? Are we better today than where we were? I mean, you said, Mike, you've been in the business now 20 years. Uh, Mike Bounds, are we better off today than we were 20 years ago? Um, Mike Scott, you're saying the numbers say from a homeownership perspective that we're not, but but I'm the wrong guy to know that answer. It depends on your depends on your question. Like, are we better um, off? I do. I think we are. I think I have hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, for a while that was kind of like, but I have hope. Like, I see these, I see these protests. I see all these white folks. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I see it in England. Yeah. And I see Mennonites. Wow. Mennonites are protesting. Yep, I saw that too. <laughs> when you get a Mennonite fired up, that's right. Yeah. So that's to, right. to me, like, I feel like this is progress. I feel like those protests is like blood. So like for yeah. the 60s, they were black. Now it's, you know, but then when we have, when we have no protest, that's when we made it. Yeah. I feel like um, I feel like we're better off in terms of the the standpoint where I feel like there's probably more that are in a position to buy, but I still feel like they don't buy, and I don't. Okay. Sometimes I don't get that. You know, okay. like um, I've sold homes to people before; they're 65, 70 years old buying their first home, yeah. and that right yeah. there, um, you know, I can't, I don't, I can't put my head around that because I literally moved from my mom's house and bought my first home, you know? Um, and so then I bought my second home and my third home. So I've never lived in an apartment, so I don't understand that concept. Um, and so that's what I teach to my nieces and, you know, anybody that will listen, you have to buy a house. There's no benefit in renting if you're going to live wherever you're going to live forever, how long you're going to live. And so I think for me, I feel like I need to do a better job of getting people to understand the benefit of home ownership. And that's where I am. And I think that's kind of where I think um, I thrive in that specific lane of educating a lot of my peers. So Mm -hmm. I'm uh, 34. Okay. So a lot of my peers (laughs) is relative. I'm joking with you. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, just just educating. So don't see value in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, what I'm seeing is, what I'm, I'm not seeing that people don't see the, the value. I'm saying people just don't have the education. People don't know that it's a 620 credit score, two years of consistent work history, or two years removed from a chapter seven yeah. bankruptcy, mm-hmm. or one day from a chapter 13. People don't have the education in our culture. They, they haven't seen ownership. You know what I mean? Sure. So growing up, I mean, uh, I was thankful that my stepfather came in and started progressing our lives, but the people around me, man, and, and really including myself, we didn't see on we didn't know what that meant, yo. Like we didn't yeah. I didn't need, is, I just bought a house what, what four years ago. I played basketball in Europe for six years. I was making good money in Europe. I still did not get a home. I played I played ball in Europe from twenty two to twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Did not have the mindfulness or the people around me to educate me and say, Hey, go get a house, get some yeah. rentals. I bought my first home four years ago. Yeah, because you mentioned you didn't have people around you in Europe who really ever looked out for your interest, really. I mean you thought necessarily that some people were and then not well they did for to the best of their ability okay. like my okay. folks okay. right they they may have said hey you should get a house i was like oh, i'm not ready and that was it you right. know what i'm saying okay. but they had they Got did it. the best they could right. yeah you know in that moment and um then i end up being done with ball at 28 without a house and i'm renting 
Yeah. Like that's yeah. insane. I was making good money, and y'all could have bought a house cash out yeah. here. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. And I think mine's come from my mom. My mom lived in her house for forty-seven years until she passed away, and so that's all I knew. I didn't mm -hmm. know anything about renting a property. Yeah. You know, my mom was always like, "Make sure your credit's good." That's and great make sure you buy a house. And so graduated from college and she was like, and I wanted an apartment. I wanted to be grown. She's like, no, you need to save your money and buy a house. Yeah. You're not getting an apartment because mm -hmm. it's a waste of money. Yeah. And so from there is kind of how I got my investment break. I bought my house. 40 grand was my first house. $361 okay. that's a awesome. month. Yeah, that's cool. um, we fixed it up, sold yeah. it for 175. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, 10 years later, you know, so yeah. that's, that's, that's what I want people to Got understand. House is an investment. Yeah, so, absolutely. 100%. And, and that's, that's what I want to message. I want to get to yeah, African-Americans. Mike Pounds, you mentioned something kind of along the lines of Mike Scott playing basketball that I loved the other day that you brought up. One of the very first things that you said up. was, um, that you don't look at yourself like, uh, a black real estate agent you think that you have a bigger mission in life tell me about that so one i want to piggyback on what y'all said yeah. and then i'm gonna get in that too cool so we, we emulate what we see so if you look at the way a lot uh it's a socioeconomic thing y'all i mean mm -hmm. it's it's wrapped in race it's about poor folks okay i grew up poor mm -hmm. so when you grow up poor you do what you see Okay, I was blessed that my mom owned a home. So when I was 19, I moved out, I bought a house. I didn't know, I just did it because that's what I saw. Yeah. So what's happening is we are literally educating people. This is, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. And it doesn't really matter what color they are. It's just a matter of Parents that grow up poor, that's not their focus. Isn't on buying a it's house. And, yeah, yeah, like, yeah like, you're trying to eat. You're paying three utilities. Yeah. With three yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, that that is that is what I see. Um, another thing, like what what you were saying, is I have something else that kind of drives me. Is um, I'm as a uh, this piggybacks on that. There's. When I when I, I have, a, I have an Escalade, when I drive my Escalade, people ask me if I play for the Colts. <laughs> Why do you think I play for the Colts? I'm 40 years old. <laughs> my back hurts right now in this hard chair. <laughs> Why? So that's that is what I'm talking about. So you don't see as a child. I don't. I see. I see basketball players. I see football players. I see rappers, and then I emulate that. Because that's my way out. Mm -hmm. But there's businessmen, there's doctors, there's realtors. Mm -hmm. So my job is to be an ambassador, to let young people come up. I'm the model. If you want to know what I do, come on, young man. I'll show you what I do. Or young yeah. lady, yep. I'll show you what I do. So it's my responsibility. To, it, I don't care what color you are. To uplift people, yep. that's it. Well, that's why the three of you are here, really, is because I know that we can have a high-minded and and constructive conversation, and and are really models for the black community. And I know that, like, um, Mike Scott. I mean, tell me, I guess, a little bit about your business, because I know that, like, almost everything is focused on growing black community and black homeownership. Tell me about it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, 
I've been a realtor for six years now and started Scott Estates March 6th of 2019. And we actually have 10 realtors in our brokerage right now. And I, I, it's funny, every time we've had interviews where I thought about bringing someone onto the team, we didn't talk about money until the end of the conversation. Like literally they came on the board, like, hey, cool, let's do it. I'm like, hey, we didn't talk about commission splits. Yeah, let's go. But the, mo most of the conversation was, I want to teach people around me about home ownership and the black community is where we're struggling the most. If you think about it, are there any strip malls in the city that are all black owned? Mm-hmm. There's not one. I don't even, I barely know any. I, I've seen Hispanic own. We obviously mm -hmm. know the white culture owns a lot. Jewish yeah. culture owns a lot. So on and so forth. Asians, Indian gas stations, whatever right. it may be. I don't mean to be yeah, generalized, no, no, no. but yeah. it's just facts. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the whole point is to be a liaison. So I find myself to be a liaison at 34. I still speak that that language of the 20-somethings, and I'm able to be here around people who live older than me and speak the same language mm -hmm. as well. So I find myself, and also playing basketball, um, I find myself to be a liaison between my boys in the hood, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. and yeah. that corner office that they've never seen before. So being a liaison, that piece of the puzzle in the middle, I'm like, hey, hey, bro, look. It's the same skill set, yeah. bro. Like, yeah, I, yeah. game recognize game. Mm -hmm. When I see a dude hustling, like, uh, got a, 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 a barbecue thing on the side of the street, and I see him grow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Man. So game recognized. Yeah, game. for sure. So it, I just find myself to really pride myself on being a liaison and yep. teaching the black culture. And honestly, the black dollar has grown our brokerage to what it is right yeah. now. We're the That's largest awesome. black owned brokerage in Indianapolis. Yeah. And I'm going to keep saying it to somebody awesome. stop me, you know, period, you know, for real. Keep going, bro. Yeah. And so um, I just want to be relatable. And that's the yeah. thing, too, is being relatable to right. people so people can understand and speak the same language. I can say, what's up, dog? How you doing, man? Mm -hmm. You good? You yeah. know, we could speak that lingo and that language and they're comfortable. When I first heard Lender, when I thought about buying my first house years ago, I got nervous and scared. So now when people call me, I know how it feels. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, I want to say this word Lender, but look, we all good. I got you. I'm walking through this. They're like, yo, thank you. Yeah. But when I first heard Lender, well, I didn't know that. I'm like, I'm not calling them. But they, the FBI, yeah, I don't yeah. know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> they want my like my my blood, yeah, my, my signature. Yeah. Like what? So just pride myself on being a liaison yep. and, and trying to build wealth and just and just be competitive in this world. It's a race. It, it's a race. Yeah. It's, it's a race. And, I, and we and can I, do a competitive and yeah. collaborative race. You know, mm -hmm. I can race against you. Yeah, of course. End, we can shake hands and say, yeah. man, good fight, man. You did a great job. Yeah. You know, and, and we just uplift ourselves. Absolutely. And stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, um, my husband's pretty much the same way. Like, my husband graduated high school, and he said that he realized right after high school that he could not work for anybody because mm. he knew that the moment someone <laughs> said something wrong to him, and that he was going to be that guy yeah. that they thought he was. So from that point on, he decided to be an entrepreneur. So right now we own three barbershops oh, wow. across, you That's know, awesome. across the city. Yeah. And we would like to go down south and open a couple more. But I mean, and so he what makes your that. barbershop different? What makes it different? Because yeah. um, it's it's we we don't focus on any color. We can do whatever, whoever, whatever you want. You can get it done, and it's a also mohawk. mohawk. Like he's, he's, the he's the best. He's got a great. He line. I don't let anybody line my beard. He line. He's my beard. the best. Oh, and so okay. um, he also. Um, you know, he educates, like he educates young men, you know, he mentors young men. If they don't have a place to go after school, they're welcome to come there, do homework yeah, or whatever. So it's almost like it's an avenue to get help, get them off the street and lead them into a direction and say, hey, 
you don't have to work for anybody if you want to. I can show you how not to do that. Yeah. So we're celebrating 30 years of owning a business wow. that's in, awesome. in, in a few months. And so that's kind of, that's kind of right? one of those things that he takes pride in. And so, sure. you know, he gets a lot of people that wants to go, you know, call him. And, and I was just telling Michael before we got here, we also, it also comes down to how you treat people. And I yeah. said, because we have barbers that have been with us 20 years. Wow. 15 years, 17 years. And that speaks volumes because we know in this industry, they just kind of pop around and yeah. they just kind of go where the money. But my husband is great at marketing and he's great. He said, you, if you work for me, I will market, I will pay for market. And if you're here in this chair, you will make some money. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why I feel like, um, he has grown so much and, and I just feel like we need more of that in the yeah. community. Honestly, well, I hear all three of you say that you have a business with purpose and, and a cause that you're, that is, is much bigger than you. Much and, bigger, yeah. and I know obviously Mike bounds that that's, that's what your business looks like. It's you've done. I mean, when, when you and I met a couple of years ago, you were the only agent that I knew that targeted, um, minority homeowners and really filled that gap of that new construction void and, and minorities. Mm -hmm. Tell me about what it looks like. We ran to each other at a new bill meeting yeah, one time. We did. We <laughs> did. Cool. First time we met actually. Yeah. Um, I, worked I don't think, to be, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't, I just, I put myself out there and what comes back to me is me. That's so, cool. I like that. um, that's what it is. I mean, it's funny. Um, I noticed that and I was like, well, what can I do to like kind of diversify? And I do, I have a, I have a diverse, but I noticed that I've got a healthy, you know, but you know what? I, I think that when, with marketing, you get what you put out. A lot of times people, people think that they like, so if I put a, an image out and that's what I, I just get what I, what I come back. And this is the thing. I love my clients. I mean, I, I love it because I relate. Um, we, we work well together. Um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. So I don't know. I don't, there's nothing that I do specifically yeah. to target, uh, you know, people. I just think that I put myself out there and I just, that's what I get back. I mean, it's interesting because when we met, we, we did a transaction together and, and it was a, it was a kind of a funky deal where the, your buyer, I think it was, it was a listing that I had and your buyer like called in directly on the sign or something. Mm -hmm. And then, and, and I think we like wrote an offer a day later, they were like, Oh, I'm working with with another agent. I don't think I've told you a story. No, I didn't know. And, uh, <laughs> didn't know that. yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's funny. Um, and, uh, and so I'm like, well, technically like I yeah. got procuring cause, right? Yeah, like right. I get paid twice now. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm like, well, we're going to wait basically to, we get to closing and then post closing, you know, I'll bring it up. I don't want the deal to blow up. And so my intent actually was to go, after procuring cause post closing and then we met it and then we met at closing and i was like wait a minute man i like this dude i really like this guy he is way smarter and way more focused on running a great business and i'm like I would stand to gain way more by being in conversation exactly. and dialogue. And then here you are years later. Yeah. And it's more of a myth. I look at him like, a, like yeah. he says things. And I'm like, you know, that's I mean, awesome. yeah. that means a lot. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, relationships, relationships are everything. And once you start hunting money and chasing money, that's yeah. what's going to run from you. But you sit still and build your relationships. There's nothing like trust, relationships, and loyalty. Yeah. There's nothing like that. Over my 34 years of life, going back to high school, middle school, people were like, yo, my Scott was cool. That's why, honestly, that's how our business is where it is right yeah. now. It's from 
when I was in elementary and middle mm-hmm. school and high yeah. school, like people always knew to me, knew me to be a stand up guy and an honest guy yeah. and a forthright. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna fight for you. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's I, I mean, I hear you all three then almost say too that you don't do anything more than authenticity then when absolutely that that's yeah. it genuine you get yeah. what you get that's it. you know and i want to kind of put this in i i'll have people say you we talk about racism they'll say you know um your 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 low income and we have that to me at first i was like okay why do i why do i get that you mean your clients yeah and so they won't. You they about, ask. So they I'll, so I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you context. Mm-hmm. So here we give you context. So um, I see somebody. They're going to buy a house. I know them. Um, I'm like, hey, I'm an agent. I could have. I could have helped you. Oh, I thought you just helped low income. Wow, that's tough. Yeah, but I get that about luxury though. See what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you you got big yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like. Y'all see my houses. Like, yeah. I have the same loans that everybody else has. Yeah, like, there is right. no low-income. Do you know of a low-income loan that I can, like, so? So the, the, uh, the, I know, like, one or two, but yeah. Well, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But what yeah, I'm no, saying is, what like, yeah. my average sales <laughs> price yeah. is in the median. So yeah. the, the if it was just one isolated case, it's a pattern. Is that a race thing? It is a race okay. thing. Because the next, the next, like, why is it? Okay, I, I, I'm, let me I'm go with back. you that it is. By the way, okay, I'm, I'm just I'm with you. By the way, because have, why would I be luxury? Because I don't know that our I don't know that our average prices are all that much different. Because if you look at the numbers, like we're basically like right down the middle, median home two, value. We're like two two fifteen. Okay, yeah. I'm average two twenty five. I feel normal now. Thank yeah, you. no, it's yeah. funny. Two twenty five. I don't I don't ever say anything mm-hmm. about it. But the the most expensive home I've I've ever sold was actually to people in the real estate industry already. Right. right. I mean, we've, we've never cracked a two comma number and right. yet I get So that, you get a luxury. Mantra. Why yeah. do you why do you get a luxury and why do I get low income? A low income. Yeah. That is the thing that I have been battling. I don't even market real <laughs> I you right. can't I go on my social media and find a house anywhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what that is. It just smells funny. Yeah. You just roll with it. Yeah. I try to overcome it. Well, I don't know what it is. It goes back to that whole conversation of the 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 huge gap between ownership. Yeah. So think about this, right? So people in all right. The, there's a huge. Who are you around? Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Who are you around? That's who you're going to end up attracting. Typically, like you said, what you put out is what you receive. Yeah. So if you stay out here. And you come from a two-parent household, and you yeah. went to a nice school, and now you own a home out of school. You're going to go buy a house out here. But if you're looking at uh, a large part of the black culture, we don't come up around ownership. So we're around the hood. So we just, we're in there. So yeah. we as realtors just grow up there. So now my friends yeah. right. look like me. Yeah. And we don't have, we just don't have the wealth that yeah. the white culture has. So right. my friends are buying Praise God for this. Buying houses for one twenty five, which is amazing and yeah. a blessing. Yeah, that's who I'm around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my natural warm marketing, and that's who I want to naturally help anyway. Right. right. But yeah. you know, anyway. just I think our demographic is naturally different. Yeah, there, I agree. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And mine's is different. I I'm I'm in a whole. Different oh, you are luxury. <laughs> yeah, you are. You that's right. Definitely. That's right. With your what's that Louis Vuitton or whatever. <laughs> so how yeah, how do you so how do you break in so because you know what you know also what's different too what? is that like you said you come from your mom taught you out the gate yeah. about ownership so now your friends even your friends and who you're around and, are and different that's, than that's my friends say, coming like, up I don't have anybody that I hang out with that doesn't does not have a home or 
two or three. That's crazy. And That's so crazy. it's just because, but it's also, it's also because I associate, I want to associate people like me. Like-minded. That's like me. Yeah. I don't care what color you are. Yeah, yeah. it don't matter. If you're cool, I'm cool, we cool. We yeah. can be cool, you know? And so, and that's one of the things that I want, I'm trying to get instill in my daughter. Like, um, I watched my mom work two jobs, you yeah. know? And so watching her work two jobs, I said to myself, I'm going to college because I was the first one in my family to go to college. I'm going to college because I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. And then from there, I was like, I'm going to make a living that... I want, I mean, something that I want to do. I want a house. I want a boat. I want to be able to go on vacation. I want a vacation house, you know? And so those are the things that I feel like I've worked hard for. And I always tell people, I put in my work. I put in my time. I've been doing this for 17 years. When I started out, I worked 80, 90 hours a week. I did whatever. I even recall work when I was working with Michael, I sold a house in Elwood and they were like, what the heck were you doing at Elwood? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. You were like, lost. I'm, like, right. I'm, just, I'm just trying to sell a house and make some money. That's yeah, what I'm trying to do. I didn't hilarious. think anything yeah. about it, honestly. Yeah. You know, I just went there to sell a house. And so for me, um, it's almost like I I I did the I did the first time home buyers. I love the first time home buyers because so they they appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, That's what it is. And so yeah. when I was at a builder before, I did too. I had two communities. I had a low end and a high end. I hated the high-end community. You know why? Because they didn't look like me and they were picky. And then everything yeah. that I did, they criticized. Mm. And I said at that point, I don't want to sell this price point anymore. It was mm. five and over. I didn't want to sell it because they didn't appreciate me yeah. for who I was, yes, you know? Yes. And so that lower end, I can lead, I can guide, I can direct, I can show, I can help, I can teach, I can preach. And then I can do all of those things you're happy, and before you know it, you're buying another home and absolutely. another home and, and you another grow, home. and that's thing you know and they're 250 then they're absolutely. 500 absolutely. I'm in that situation right now. Yeah. Absolutely, I have and that's, that's where it starts. And so mm-hmm. I just I, I just love, and we talked about, I was like, I tried pharmaceutical sales rep for a little, I said, I, I didn't want to do that. I yeah. mean, it wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't my passion. And so, you know, it, even in selling downtown is a little bit different. My price point's a little bit higher. My average is probably about 350 um, but from there, um, I get, I was telling him, I don't know where these people are getting money from. Know, they're paying cash. Yeah. They, they're buying two and three. And, you yeah. know, I had, I had a doctor that has two daughters in medical school. They didn't want to live together. So he bought two units. So I'm assuming <laughs> so, you're going to say that the ones who are buying two and three don't look like you. They don't look like yeah. me. None, actually downtown, none of them look like me. Yeah. They, okay. None of them. Which is surprising, right? Because that you would... But I guess that's that's the whole concept of gentrification. Gentrification, right? yeah. 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 And so, yeah, none of them look like me. And I would say, out of the four years, there's probably only two of me that purchased wow. that's down insane. there. So wow. that's crazy. Well, well that's, I believe. Does that does your job change at all because of that? And we'll say in the most fair housing way possible. If if I'm a <laughs> let's say as a white realtor, does is there any difference in what I'm my client would want? at all if it was a, a black buyer versus a white buyer you think or do you know I think it's price stuff? point okay I, I think price point has a lot to do with it okay um, and I also think it's location I feel like at this stage of where we are in downtown Indy people want to um, go they want to go back to the city mm-hmm. so it's it's flip-flopping so we have okay. yep. a bunch of you know 
African Americans that you know are moving out to the suburbs, yeah. and then you have the Caucasians that are moving mm. to the city, and they're buying these old houses and fixing them up, and you know things of that nature. So that's real. Um, th- so that's what's going on. I yeah. mean, that's the reality of downtown Indy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you're about as suburbia as it gets, Mike yeah, Mounts. I mean, yeah, so you have this interesting perspective, right? In that your your wife is white, and mm-hmm. um, and you have an almost two year old daughter mm-hmm. that you're raising, and we have um, eight total, eight, eight kids. Yeah. yeah, my wife was blended, so we've got I got I was a single father, I had two, and then my wife has five. So we had seven, and now I have my niece, which she's been with oh. me since seven mm-hmm. weeks. So I'm actually I'm an old head. Like my my youngest is a senior. They she graduated. We were done, and now we have this little one one and a half year old blessing. So what anyway. change do you want to see for her? You know what? It's through my blackness. I it's like it's the it's it's the lens that I see myself, and it's the lens that people see me. And so the 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 issue is we're all the same, yeah. right? But I make snap decisions based on people appearances because it's just, I mean, it's just the easy way to do it. Yeah. So I just, I'm, I hope that she like, I hope that she doesn't have to worry about this. It's just heavy. Like you're constantly aware of it. You guys did something and you guys didn't even know you did it. We talked about Elwood. Do you know him? Yeah. No. No. Does he? Do you know? Do no. you know? We all in this room knew what was talked about. Yeah. 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 Of course. That is systematic racism. Yeah. That's right. Yep. See what I'm saying? That's, true. that's what yeah. we have to overcome. Yeah. I mean, it's um. And it just it's like yeah. air. Mm-hmm. It's like air. We all know what y'all was talking about. Is that is it possible to to absolve that to get rid of that? I'm gonna that tell you mindset? my answer. My my. I, my intuitions and my heart say no. Okay. I don't I think. Would say no. Yeah, I don't think. I think it's there. I just think it's okay. I do. It's okay to be white and have your culture. Yeah. It's okay for me to be black, have my culture, and I don't think yeah. we always have to under, necessarily understand each other. Like, it, but we can't dismiss each other at the same time. Yeah. Well, no, we need to understand each other and say, I understand that your culture is your culture. I need you to understand my culture is my culture, and we just want to keep it. It's okay to hold on to that Um, but I think in the grand scheme of our lifetime I mean I I don't really see I think those those marches give me hope I've had more white people call me and ask me how I'm doing no white people call me and ask me how I'm doing (laughs) I'm good I'm black I'm good I've been black for 40 years I'm good the spotlight seems to be on us but once it's gone I mean I noticed it as a white person I noticed it um, in myself and in in the people that that I'm friends with, that I associate with, that I'm professional with, that are also white. I notice a big, a big turning point right now. I do too. And, and, you know, my, my business coach, we talk about it a lot. Is like, you know, this whole concept of, of mindfulness and just kind of waking up to everything that, um, that we're, we're all dealing with on a regular basis is like gaining massive amount of momentum, it seems like. And so I've just never seen as many white people, make public statements in support of black lives yeah but i think the people i understand yeah. it, but i think at ground level it looks good and it feels good and i, and I appreciate that progression yeah. but it's some higher man these people at the top oh yeah man, i think they it, see it's it. so power it's, they have so yeah. much power yeah yo that they yeah. can switch this stuff they made us forget about yeah. covid 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I ain't forgot about. about like, I ain't you know forgot. I got my mask and my gloves. We three feet away. We three from each other, man. We shook hands too. I know. We ever should. But no, with that all being said, I do see the progression on the ground level. But I think with the higher ups, they have so much power and there's so much greed and racism in those realms that they can turn that switch back around any moment. Uh, my, and Trump, I mean, come on, Trump is in office in 2020. This dude is off the chains. Yeah. So like, this 2020, he's in, like, this dude is like, this crazy. Don't, yeah, don't get me started on that. Yeah, no, no, my balance is like all about. Yeah. No, I'm so not. I'm as, a, uh, as, a, as a white person, when I hear you say that, what I would look at, and maybe this is just me being naive again, and is um, I thought we made these massive strides with Obama, right? Where like that that power absolutely concept not. would no. get dispelled. Okay, no. tell me about that. <laughs> no, um, absolutely not. First of all, I think oh, man. I think that I was the start of division, honestly, oh, really? because okay. I, I feel like okay. that was the start of the division. They used that. And then I think, okay. yeah, I think that that was the start of it because I I feel like I mean like literally. I fell out with some people over Obama being president, uh, over remarks that they made. If you voted for him, you must be a dumb ass or whatever, you know. Okay. Yeah. So just different things like that. that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and 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 so I'm saying, and I say, you must be calling me a dumb. No, I'm not talking to you. Are talking to me? You know, <laughs> yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. talking to me. Yeah, so yeah. Um, is I felt- that our inability to communicate, or or? And see someone else's perspective, or or is it's that conditioning. A, right a lot of this is conditioning. I, yeah. yeah. Um, um, a lot of this is because you know what? I almost don't blame. This is this is going to trip you. Out. I almost don't blame white people for being racist, right? Somebody because if you came from that, yeah, you want to yeah. do again, yeah. again. You, yeah. you want to emulate what you saw. So yeah. if someone looks at me and clutches their purse. I'm not really mad at you for that because you, and somewhere in your mind, you feel like yeah. I'm going to rob you. Yeah. <laughs> because if I see, you know, it's certain things that I see, if I see a white person do it, it takes me to a space where I'm going to react differently. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I don't blame people for where they are, but I blame people for not wanting to progress in that, that yeah. mind state. Yeah. That's the thing. So Make the questions change. that you have are amazing. It's those people who come and say, well, he shouldn't have ran. Yeah. Or, yeah. Why did that? I'm like, yo, like, come on, stop. Just ask me, hey, Mike, why did he, why do you think he ran? As a black man who yeah. can probably relate think, to Sean Reed, yeah. can you tell me why you think he ran? And yeah. then I can get you to where you need to go. Right. And so I think you understand we're me. looking at the, I think we're looking at, isol- I, we got to look at the pattern. They keep having school shootings. Like, why do we keep having school shootings? Why do we keep having police officers? Like, why do people keep having breast cancer? You have to look for the pattern. And so the problem is, is like, we're being denied that there's even a pattern. That is the problem. You know what they do? He ran. I understand that. But if a white dude would have ran, they wouldn't have shot him. Yeah. That is the, so now we're distracted on him running. We're not, we're not focused on Dude shot him and then is closed that, casket home. Is that because yeah, you think that's because we would have to, and I say we, as in like the uh, the white culture would then have to admit that there is actually bias and prejudice. Whether, Absolutely. Whether Again, or not. people don't like to know that they're wrong. Yeah. You don't. Oh, have, yeah. People don't yeah. like to. Yeah. That's that's human nature. Yeah, of course. It's a, yeah. I'm right. And, and if you don't admit, agree with me, yeah. then I'm when whatever. We ain't got to talk. And being wrong right. is actually the goal, right? That's what I. That's yeah. what I teach all the time. Is is your goal actually should be to be wrong? wrong. Right. I love. Absolutely. You learn. From I that. love. When and it's the start of it, being wrong is the start of making something right. Honestly, yeah. is how I see it. And so, did you guys see where the white coats for Black Lives Matters march? the other day did mm-hmm. you guys see that mm-hmm. so there was a profound he um one oh, of yeah, the doctors doctor has chair. said um i have to tell you up until today i i didn't realize that i was doing the same thing that you guys are marching for 
He was like, a white woman came in here with a pulmonary heart disease last week and I wrote her up, I took extra good care of her. This black guy, 30 years old, came in today and I wrote him up the way we would write up a black person. Wow. Mm. And he said- What's the difference? I don't know. Yeah, okay, okay. Insurance, no insurance. What? Got it. Insurance, uh, okay. no insurance. And he said, I had to stop and think why these people are out here marching. And he yeah. said, and he said that I literally rewound and I wrote her, I wrote this kid up just like I wrote that woman up last That's week. Right. That's what's that right there yeah. was, was amazing to me. Yeah, and it yeah. brought tears to my eyes because I'm like, he got it, you know? Yeah. He didn't even know what he was doing, you know? But he thought about it and realized I'm, I'm treating these people differently because of the color of their skin. Agreed. I am taking, I'm, I'm, I, and he, they talked about the disparities in healthcare between black and white and how um, there is a write-up for blacks and a write-up for white. I, I, I would have never known, yeah. but a part of that is insurance. And so that that was a, amazing. And any any of you guys should just go out there and watch it because I think it was a testimony to yeah, tight. the doctors cool. was like, I got it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and racism is still well and alive. And my daughter at 14, I, I, I didn't have this conversation with her because I didn't want to put a perceived notion on her about right. racism. Yep. Right. I had to let her bring it to my attention. So the first time she brought it to my attention, I had given my credit card to someone at the mall. It was a platinum card and they asked me for ID. And Kaylee said to me, mom, why did they ask you for ID? I said, I'm glad you asked. Why did you ask me that? She's like, because the two white ladies before they wow. asked for ID. Wow. So okay. Okay. from there, I said, because I said, I had to tell my child, they yeah. asked me for ID because I was black yeah. and they're naive to believe that a black person can't have a platinum card. That's why they asked me for yeah. that. And I said, I am not ashamed for having it. I worked hard for it. And I said, every time I go somewhere, I get carded by this. And so yeah. I had posted that about that. And yeah. one of, and it, it just became a whole conversation. Yeah. Um, and it's just, was it productive though? It was productive. Good. Okay. It cool. was very productive. It's cool. it's a lot of it, it's, yeah, people yeah. don't get it. But so I when I heard you tell that story, I, I was thinking about Mike. You said that Mike Bounds, you said you never use race as as an excuse or as a um as as a reason for no. something. Would you have told your daughter the same story? No. Okay. I tell and why not? I, because I'm real. Like I tell I tell the same thing that my mom told me and I'm sure Mike mom told him. You're going to have to work twice as hard to get the same results. So I work off of that. That's how I'm wired. That's in my DNA. So she told me that at like eight or nine. Yeah. So um, I, there is a difference. And you, I, they need to know because when you're out there and you're being treated different, it hurts. So you just kind of have to be aware. Now, I'm not, you know, I mean, you have the conversation, but you just let them know, hey, you know what? My son is 22. He's driving. Yo, I'm nervous. Like I can get pulled over. Yeah. Like this is the thing. And this whole this this you know with uh, George Lloyd, I've been able to hide. And I'm 40. They ain't pulling me over. My man's 46. That was me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for oh, Which that's the crazy. young whippersnappers, and that's my son. I'm protecting my son. I'm not even. I'm not even looking. I'm looking at my son. Yeah. And they and it, it doesn't matter. Yep. It just doesn't yeah. matter. And when they, they did his eulogy and funeral yesterday, they had us they had him stand for eight minutes and forty six seconds. Oh. And so when I did that, 
I said, that man killed that man in cold-blooded... That was a oh, cold-blooded yeah. murder. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. standing for eight minutes... It hurts me to get on my knees days, It was a very long time. Yeah, no and, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. Was thinking about yeah, it. Was, it was, it was <laughs> yeah, tough. It was really that. tough. So he, 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 he intentionally did yeah, that. I, so What person in, in any type of... Con for him, he had to be some type of conscious, like, mentally, the police officer. He had to be cognizant enough to know, right, to be a police officer. So to put your knee on a man's neck, and we don't have to talk yeah, about all this yeah. detail, and stuff yeah. go there but I mean for that long like who does like yeah, you're, you're, evil. he wasn't yeah. embracing himself with his other yeah. foot or no. his leg he was like yeah. that's just all weight yep yeah. it's insane but that's yep. another conversation yep yep, yep. Uh, I agree you know one of the things that I think is interesting is to me I guess why why it feels like we're at a different spot is because you know I've not publicly ever yeah. made a message that said hey yeah. I'm in support of black lives yeah. and and mm. um, and I'm not gonna pretend that I didn't think about what mm -hmm. would white people say as a result of me saying that? Do you that? feel that pressure? Yeah, of course I did. Absolutely. Think every time I post that. Yeah. Every time I post. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I've lost a ton of business off stuff Th I post. Because yeah. I'm so pro-black on my page. I, and I just take it to the chin. Like, <laughs> I, had, just... I had to ask myself. I had to play that that thought process yeah. in Are my you mind. Ready for that? That's yeah. right. They said, I, if I'm... someone comments something that is negative or contrary to this, what will my response be? Yeah. You know, how will so, I how will I respond? Imagine walking around like that. Yeah. That pressure walking cuz everybody yeah. knows where how we feel. Yeah. Yep. And that pressure that you feel, that's how we walk yeah. around. And that's I and I'm true. very cautious sometimes about what I post and then my husband will be like, "Give it to me. I'll post it." You I, hear me? Listen, I, that's me. I right can there. post what I want because I work for myself, yeah. you know. And yeah. so we have two different mindsets. And so I work for he's myself. he's always because he has a lot of barbers, right? He represents a number of chairs. He, yeah. he can survive whatever yeah. that, that yeah. those repercussions yeah. are. There's I mean, and there's there's he and he is the type of person that has always been that way. Like we have to balance each other. Um, from the standpoint, because we came from two different lifestyles, you know? Yeah. Um, and so he always feels like I'm trying to take the easy route. Out. No, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I work for corporate America, so I'm, it's different, you know? And so I finally got him to understand that. But at the end of the day, he's always like, I can say what I want to say yeah, he's and a do what it's I want to do. It's a balance. It's a balance. You know, so yeah. it is definitely a balance. I look at so. it as my responsibility. Mm -hmm. I'm Ben and Jerry's. I, I'm the CEO. This is Voltron. Yeah. I'm the head. I get to whatever message I want to communicate through yep. through my platform that is my business, and I, I want to infuse my DNA into my business. Yep. So when I'm not when I'm not here, I want it to do good. Right. Yeah, man, it's tough for me because you know I, I have nearly a hundred people that um, whose brand I, I represent. Something and, to think about. And, um, Absolutely. Yeah. And so I thought of, you know, I've got a hundred people and and twelve hundred or so people who've who bought or sold homes in the last few years with us and Yeah. And so that's scary. Yeah, of course. I mean, well, that's the muzzle. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's the muzzle, though, that keeps that's us right. from progression. Mm -hmm. When we have yep. people, including yourself, myself as well, yeah. things that oh, I still want to say. We yeah. all, at the end of the day, we don't all say what we really want to say, right? Yeah. So it's that muzzle of staying in a position of power that really keeps us. Yeah in a stalled position so when you have the lebrons or whomever up top yep. who hey i can't say nothing about the the lgbt mm -hmm. uh yep. community i can say something about black lives because that's gonna mess up my endorsement whatever the situation yeah. is that's those are very things that stifle the growth yeah. because we're, we're in fear of possessions acceptance and all that yeah. other so i had to look at myself and say okay what do i stand for right what are my go, values yeah. what do i when i go out and i'm and i'm meeting with a real estate agent white black hispanic or or you know any any nationality or race what do i 
what do I talk about? Who am I? And and someone that I am is somebody who stands for impact and change and mm-hmm. and and growing and having a culture of growth. And so I'm like, if I say nothing, then am I really that person at all? Right. Us, and yeah. so like it was it's it was a decision that's if we lose business, so what? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that business. That's admirable. Anyway. That's, that's, that's admirable. Yeah. That, yeah. So I, I want yeah. you to know I noticed it and I liked it. Mm-hmm. I loved it, I believe. Yeah. And I appreciate it yeah, because I knew yeah. that you had to take a st- and I knew that you have you have a lot. Yeah, absolutely. With, so I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. That's too. the difference, y'all. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. there's people that are like making a stand. What you're witnessing as the '60s when people were standing at, were sitting at the at the at the at the at the counter. 50 years from now that's what this is yeah. and yeah. what side are you going to be on yeah and i've had people that made us made a stand that i never would have thought you know in a million yeah. years that they would say anything and then just mm-hmm. last night i had a conversation we had a conversation with our daughter and i said you know what kaylee i said at this point i think they i think they they hear us now I need for them to listen yeah. and so that's that's good, yeah. that's, 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 that's what, what we're doing her. Yeah, yep. that's right. That's yep. right. And I th- and I think that's what's so important is to separate message from messenger, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Is that that was one of the three questions that you said that you would ask mm-hmm. somebody is is are you willing to listen? Yeah. Got to listen. Like, are you willing to listen to the words, not to who delivers the words Absolutely. or your feelings about the words themselves? Yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, so I guess as we kind of wrap up, what what is it that um, what's the best case outcome over the um, the course of the next few weeks, months, or or maybe even years, as as we're still kind of in the midst of this, like the expectation is people will continue to protest this weekend, um, and and hopefully we'll see some large scale growth and change. What's the best case scenario um, of what you'd want to see to feel like we're making progress? I want to be treated the same way everyone is treated, and not because I'm I, not because of the How color of my know? skin. I don't. And that's the okay. thing. That's yeah. the hard part is so yeah. I don't want like right now, I feel like we're in a, in a phase where they're like, we got to be very careful with what we say to black people and how we say it to black people. Yeah. I don't want that. I okay. want you to treat me just like you're going to treat this other person yeah. and not have to think about it. I yeah. mean, that's, that's what, that's what I want. You yeah. know, I don't want, I don't want anybody, you know, being extra nice to me because of what's going on or yeah. you know stepping on tippy toes yeah, about what to course. say just treat me the way you would treat your other people other friends and we'll be fine yeah. i'll be good with that you know don't judge me because of the color of my skin so i'm somebody who likes to tell a lot of inappropriate jokes off off mic or say ridiculous things so like it is race or will race ever be something that we can like go two ways with that's in a in a joke manner at all no. No. Okay. No. It's, I'm, it's I'm just intrigued. Intent. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it depends on like. Like, I think it I, I think the, it's the on person intent. or who you're yeah. with. Like, person. not widespread, yeah, but course. like, if you guys are sitting there and joking, yeah. I think it might be okay. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't it, know. I. D- I just think it's to the. Uh, we just need to get to the point where. Okay. It's and I'll, we'll fin- I'll finish, but like, it's all about like. There's not. There's reality and there's perception of reality. Okay. So like. The perception of reality is I walk in and I look a certain way. I have to overcome something. Yeah. Instantly. I smile. Yeah. I smile when I don't want to smile. Mm-hmm. I do that. I'm a, like, I had a guy who was like, he was describing, man, this guy was walking. He's big, big black guy. He was intimidating. I'm a big black guy. It's yeah. not intimidating to me. Oh, yeah, that's it's right. Me. That's right. Be, black, big black. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't even know. Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm saying is like, I, I want to get to the point where, 
And the opposite happens. I was talking to a guy. The guy looked like a Ken Barbie doll. I'm talking to him. I'm like, this dude don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he looked like a Ken Barbie doll. We even do it. Yeah. So anyway, I want to get to the point where, as Brother Martin said, I'm judged by the content of my character not and not mm. my skin. That's it. Like, yo, I, agree. I know you work seven days a week. Yeah, of course. I work seven days a week. Yep. Look, I just want to work seven days a week and help my clients and praise God and hang out with my kids and do what I do. Yeah. It's awesome. Love it. Yeah, understood. Uh, it's funny. I want to share something. So coming up, where, where, where are we in? Westfield right now? Yeah. Yep. We're in Westfield. So obviously I don't sell houses up here often. <laughs> uh, <clearly>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Eric says he doesn't either. I don't either. <laughs> 215. I'm not believing it. There's no way. 215, no way. Anyway, so I'm coming up here to the door, right? I went across to the model and I went in there, opened the door. I was like, hey, uh, then we're doing a round table. They're like, it's actually across the street. Cat a corner, go over there. So I come up to this door, actually next door, and I knock. And so, <laughs> oh man, you I knock right, and so no one comes. I mean, no one's come. I'm thinking maybe you all already uh -huh. in here. I open the door. Oh my God. Oh Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this is oh. someone's house. No. Oh, okay, no, no. okay. But but it's the whole thought, right? Yeah. Of yeah, because I, I never thought about happened. it. I never thought twice about it. I walked in. Did you see? That's that crazy. House. You walked in the house yeah, next door? I didn't think a thing about it. Oh, my God. I opened the door and said, hello, hello. Yeah. Hello. I didn't even take a step. I shut the door and I, and I sat in my car. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I you sat did. back in my car. Yeah. And yeah. That, it was just interesting. That is it. Yeah. yeah, that's it right there. I'm like, never thought about I, this, it. Yeah. this black guy with this nappy hair and this beard, 6'5 yeah. guy, walking up in this house yeah. in Westfield. Yeah. <laughs> You know, hopefully you guys see the collar. Like, I'm just hoping the collar tricks you for two seconds and you just ask me who I am. Yeah, <laughs> No, seriously. Like, that, yeah. you know, I just wanted to share that that thing even yeah. up to the moment that we're sitting here. It yeah. happens every day. Um, but to answer your question, what do I want or what's the best outcome? Um, man, oh, man. I, I don't even, you know, I don't know. I just... I just want to have, have the relationships with people, man. And, and um, I, do I want, I want to be treated like everybody else. Like I get that whole context and stuff, but I guess I, I just, you know, yeah. I don't want to be negative. I just don't see that being, yeah. a, I'm a black man and you're a white man. And yeah. this person's We're Asian, different. this person's Jewish and see my differences. I think that's what it is. Also yeah. accept my differences. Yeah. Treat me fairly, also accept my differences and respect my differences. So I think that's the element that I was maybe like, mm -hmm. okay, I hear you guys and I, I feel it, but I'm different. I feel different. I'm, I'm different. I walk yeah. different. My voice is different. When I'm on the phone with somebody, I can tell typically if they're a white man or a white or yeah. a black man. Yeah. We're different. Yeah. And let's just accept that, roll with it. We went know. to Las Vegas together. Did you, was there? Man, lucky. did you? Yeah, I, I know. I can't man. get that. Man, I know. Wow. Man, I didn't. And maybe again, I'm blind to it. Was there? Did you ever feel different, while, or treated any any way different when being there? Uh, you know what? I mean, I, I'll be lying if I I didn't feel like I was treated differently. Okay. But maybe my own perception made me feel like the token black guy. Okay. Gotcha. You know, tell me talk, about that. Um, at a table. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who was there. It was me, you, Joe, and Lauren. Okay, I think I might be wrong. just throwing names out there? Yeah, sorry. I think I, think I was the only that. black guy at the table. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I think even that whole event where there were 200 people yeah, in the auditorium. Yeah, that's probably true. That's I think right. there was other, one other true. black man there. Yeah. So I felt like the token black guy. When you asked me to come here, I asked you, I said, as long as this is in sincerity. I know you did, yeah. yeah I said, as long yeah. as you, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and you're like, it is. And, and we're growing yeah, relationships, yeah, so I appreciate that. So 
Uh, but to answer your question out there, I didn't feel like I was treated differently. It could have been my own perception, whatever. Yeah. It's just I wasn't well represented there. I um, didn't notice anything. That's why I was just curious. No, no I didn't. I didn't feel it. like um, yeah. you know. I didn't feel like any. It's not any, really hoods yeah. and sheets anymore. That happens some, but it's rare. It's just it's really subtle. It's like. It's such a small groove of it. It's, it's hard to really subtle. grasp it and you talk about it because it's like you're crazy. You, yeah, okay. it's like you feel crazy almost. Yeah. Amy will see it and I'll be like, uh, and then Amy will, and I'm like, uh, and your wife was was pretty. She, strong. she doesn't do that. So this is the thing. You're right. She made a post on Facebook. That yeah. is not her thing. Yeah. This is what happened with her. Like she was pretty woke. She got even more woke. Yeah. I feel did. like there were people that were like, man, this is messed up, and they were like. Oh, okay. This Honestly, is way that, worse than I thought. That helped open my eyes to it too, <laughs> truthfully, yeah. to see how outspoken yeah. she was, and then to see the comments. Yeah. And when and I you can when, see it in when there. I read the comments, I'm like, okay, no, we're not where I think maybe we are. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's That's insane, it. man. It's insane yeah. to still see as many I do, and I love our white counterparts who are yeah. standing up. Man, do you not know if every ten there's like a thousand who are like he shouldn't yeah. have ran. You know yeah. they yeah. shouldn't have did, 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 did. It's like a thousand. But hey. One step at a time, right? So I don't want to, you know, look at the hat, the, the cup as half yeah, empty. Yeah. And it's yeah. progression. So this stuff right here, where you're risking your own financial space, of course. Yeah. you know, and your own clientele with having us all here and rockets and energy is a great start. Absolutely. So I'm all about great starts. Yeah, you, know, you can't finish until you start. Period. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the beauty of it is, is it's the four of us who are authentically who we are, right? And Absolutely. that's and that's the reason why we're here is because. All, the, realistically, we have all built businesses on the the basis of being authentic. Absolutely, and and 100%. so, um, mm-hmm. so I appreciate um, each one of you for being willing to discuss it because um, I don't know if we're having enough constructive conversation, but I feel like we're moving in the right direction. And so yeah. I appreciate all of you. Thank uh, you. It is it is going the right it is going the right direction. We will get there. I don't know, but I, to the day I die, till we all die, we yeah. gonna. You know, in our wheelchair, trying pushing. to get there to that finish line. <laughs> yeah, we gonna be first. Maybe the keep next pushing. generation. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. I feel like I feel like it's. I actually, I like. I was pretty pessimistic. I have hope. I see it. I see people that that their their light bulbs on. People reaching out to me have never reached out to me before. Yeah. So, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, it's, it's happening. I know we're cynic. Yeah, I know we're cynical because it's been four hundred. So anyway. All right, love y'all. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate man. you. Appreciate it, yeah, bro. for sure.